Welcome back to Grand Spirits Podcast, a place where you can learn to connect with nature, creativity, and yourself. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and today's guest is Martin Tice. Martin is a spiritual coach and teacher who focuses on mental and emotional well-being through the art of shamanic journeys. His greatest strength can be found in the field of communication with highly developed emotional intelligence. His coaching practice, Light Trails Codes, serves men and fathers in executive positions to bring emotional well-being into their professional and social lives. So without further ado, here's Martin Tice after the break. And thank you so much for being here today. And um, so I was wondering if you could tell us about um, the Hawaiian and Indian influence that you have that's come into your teachings. How did you come up with that or how did you seek it? Uh, it, it found me, basically. I would say like like everything that happens uh, when when we're lucky in life is more something that, that just shows up and so um i have to split it because the 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 native american shamanic journey teachings that i that i found were um are different than my 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 actual journeys to hawaii and learning from that so uh, 10 years ago i stumbled into a, a totem animal basic kind of shamanic journey seminar where it's about the the tree of life or more like the tree of abundance was the journey and the totem animal and uh, that was uh, a seminar that I did that a friend of mine did and I was really intrigued by the by the idea of having a totem animal and having kind of like our potential show up in animal form and to find out what that is and to have it validated because I couldn't wait at the time I was trying to get a spot in the in the workshop or at the seminar and uh, it it kept rescheduling so I did the journey myself and uh, wanted to kind of affirm that is that really my totem animal did I do everything right and so I stumbled into that uh, which is like I said one of the the best things that ever happened to me and uh, the other part is that when I was an au pair in 2008 in Washington, DC, I went on a trip with my former girlfriend at the time to Hawaii and got really inspired and uh, blown away just by the beauty of the islands and the energy. Like the energy is what, what kind of resonated with me at the time, even though I didn't know it because it was not aware of something like that, like energies, but Hawaii's energy is so distinct and it is what kept me going back. And actually I'm going back in October again, because it's just kind of like my home, you know? So, and what I learned there is mostly, mostly uh, self-taught is working with the energy, the mana of Hawaii itself, the ocean, the uh, the different islands some people say and I really kind of stick with that or agree to that that every island is representing a different energy from the different chakras so I'm a lot of the time I'm in uh, on Hawaii Island which is the the biggest island in the east it's called a uh, big island also and there is a lot of fire energy lava it's the hot spot where the volcano is and then the the further you get west along the chain, 
the 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 further up you go in the chakra system. And so uh, the Garden Island, which is also a very, very special place, is uh, also then representing a different part of the chakra system. I would say it's the, the third eye because it's uh, the, the, the last island, which would be the crown chakra, is not available to be visited by uh, regular tourists or other people because it's mainly inhabited by natives. So that's, I, I would say, a, a rough overview of where I found these teachings and how I worked with them. Yeah, that's incredible. And so how did you, like, what was like the genesis of your spiritual journey? Was it by going to Hawaii or did you have something before that kind of sparked this journey? Yeah, so I would say it, it's probably a part of it. And as I said before, I didn't really realize it at the time that it influenced me in a sense. And from 2008, it was still, let me see, I would, I would say still a couple of years, maybe three, four years until I did my shamanic journey seminar. So there was kind of like being a time being lost in between. And I was feeling lost pretty much all of my life until I, I found my um, self in that sense. And so uh, uh, it, the journey was pretty dark. Uh, how do you say that? Uh, dark in, in terms of a lot of depression, feeling heavy, feeling disconnected, I did not being able to feel my emotions. That is probably one of the, the biggest things that is a cause for being depressed that we're not able to connect to our emotions and kind of like just suppress and through that disconnect. And so that journey was led by that. And that is probably why I was so, so happy with what I found in the shamanic journey seminar that I finally found something that helps me to deal with these things and to dive into them and to dissect and kind of work through if we look at it from the point of view of the inner house, I was able to go into these, these different rooms that, that had been full with stuff that I had just pushed away and then to slowly uncover and declutter box by box going into the basement, bringing everything up, which is not comfortable in itself, but the, the feeling of becoming lighter, that's why I called my business light trails because it's getting lighter, that was appealing to me, you know? Yeah. And like getting into light trails, love the name, by the way, um, yeah, because you. yeah, it's because it's sometimes when I like picture it in my head, I feel like, like my path is like lit up and it's like up this like scary way. So sometimes it is scary to like go into the light kind of way. But I just really love that name because um, with the light, you know that you're protected and that you know that you're going into um, like your higher self and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. So I want to get into, um, on your website, you say that you work in between the spiritual and the person and personal development. Uh, so could you explain a little more what that means to you? Yeah, so it means to me that when, um, when I look at, I, I had a time where I was following uh, what personal development, like, mainly personal development would be doing in life coaching 
kind of Tony Robbins was a Netflix documentary. I'm not your guru. I didn't know him before. And I saw the documentary and saw how he was working. And in a sense, probably, or maybe he wouldn't say that he's working spiritually in a sense, but I feel like when I look at what he does and how he holds the space and how people transform through that, what he does, that is to me the, this kind of gap between where it is, we let something happen that is greater than us, but still it's, it helps us to fulfill our potential and to grow as people. So I feel it is in both letting go letting go of our of all these layers that we acquired but also connecting with something higher than us that helps us to get into that perspective and to be be healed in a sense we're not healing ourselves we just step aside so that healing can occur and so i feel that's why it's in between yeah um i noticed on your on your book recommendations that you have on your website you also list Brene brown and so kind of talking about like between personal development and spirituality that Brene brown is more like the personal development side since she is more um like on the psychology and sociology like lens um so getting into the spiritual um like how does that add like another layer so you're saying that it's um like from a higher self or like from source or our God even that is coming in to, to help us heal that we can't do it alone. Um, so how do you see the differences between um, like where, where, do, where does my work end and where does like God or source or the universe or however you wanna call them, um, where does that begin? Okay, so that's an easy question. I don't, I don't have a clue, you know, I don't know where <laughs> it begins and where it ends, but uh, I would say there is, uh, there is a quote from the, from the Tao Te Ching where, where it's, it states the Tao does nothing but leaves nothing, nothing undone or kind of like, I, I'm not sure if I quote it right, but it is difficult to say where, where is my action ending and where is the great spirit or where it's the universe god starting it's it's just it feels it's all one it's it our mind is just not able because of that polarity to be able to to fix that or what wants to find a point where it begins but it's probably it's it's everywhere and it's just being able to be in the present moment and to let go of that of that cognitive side that's how i would put it and when you said uh, some some people come more from the scientific or neurologic or kind of like from that from that from that mind state, I would say it's just a different dish or it's just a different route to that awareness. Some people need more mind-based structures to help them get there if they're strong in their head and they have really kind of like an agnostic, not agnostic, but maybe even a uh, um, what is uh, what is not believing in God? I'm sorry. Atheist. Uh, yeah, atheist point of view where they where where the the existence of a higher awareness is just not a part of their reality. They they need a different path than the one where I where I worked with. Um, as an example, the church and Jesus, everything that was kind of like delivered to me, and up till to the point where starting to work with that. 
I had to negate because I, I felt like God cannot exist or it, there is no nothing like God because the church is in front of that, if that it makes any sense for you. I was just like not being able to see that there is something other than the image I was getting from the church from God, you know, so I had to work through that. But at least I was kind of open to 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 that spiritual path so it was more connected with with uh, other things and mind-based theories and approaches and and that and it's not to discredit it it's just a different path you know it's just a different route I think Pema Chudrin uses that metaphor of a mountain and that there's all these different over all these different places where you can climb the mountain from and it's 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 all leading to the top and we're just choosing the path that is most most accessible for us and looks most promising yeah definitely i kind of it's like going back to what you were saying about your emotions and how it's like hard like a lot of us just suppress our emotions and it's hard to deal with our emotions so i feel like it's like that um kind of thing where you're where they're sometimes like you're saying the church is in front of God. So they're like kind of suppressing like what like God actually is. So that's like kind of what I was, how I saw that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was just my, my, my projection, you know, if I, if I go into, uh, um, into the church, for example, and listen to someone read a part of the Bible or something now I'm able to see or hear different things than I was hearing before so um, for example I'm doing the Course in Miracles uh, which is which is heavily Christian related in, in the in the in the speech and in the in the images that are used when I when I had all these resistances with the church I could never have done that because I felt I felt triggered by all these images but now I can just see it is just one way to express uh, this knowledge because it is just almost impossible to speak about God. It's not almost, it is impossible to speak about that because it is just in being that we realize that and we cannot, even if we have uh, an enlightened uh, state of mind or an enlightened, if we are an enlightened being, we still would not probably be able to use our words to express it. So um, it's just, it's, it's helpers. I see it as helpers. And some, some people speak in a way that we are appealed to it and others just uh, speak a different language. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to get into um, how you center yourself and how um, maybe like the elements could could help you or because you're talking about how um, like we all have our different ways of like climbing up the mountain. So um, we talked a little bit before about the elements. So how do the elements help you climb the mountain? Yeah, so um, using using a little bit of astrological uh, informations my chart is pretty earth air and water based so there's not much fire in it and um i'm the complete opposite the, i'm all fire <laughs> yeah so um 
the elements helped me really to find my find my foundation or my 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 center like you said because uh i'm i'm very earth centered and by by nature my virgo is my is my zodiac my sun sign and then also um also there's other other things i think i have taurus also in, in the chart and there's so much earth that i'm i feel to others i appear really cool calm and so grounded in a sense but uh, that that is also immobile it's not actionable or there's not much movement in it and then so that was something i really needed to understand and to understand that the emotions the water is something that is really helpful to me and since i uh suppressed my emotions most of the time it was really just almost only earth and maybe air and, and thoughts and and you know just a little little bit of air so i realized over time that I started working in a sauna as a, as a master of ceremony. So I was in, in a hot environment in Hawaii also is, is there's a lot of sunlight and it's warm. So I learned to see that all these elements are important for me, for my growth. And at some point I realized that to my daily practice, I'm lighting a candle, which is lit almost every time, except when I leave and I turn it off. I have a room fountain, which is water in motion. And then I use smudges, which is the air element. And then uh, last but not least, I have like, it looks like a jungle in my room, not here, but if I would turn the camera, there's plants everywhere and there's earth. So I feel like at, I realized at some point that I had been integrating the four elements for a long time and that they are also a reason why I feel so good in in the rooms that i inhabit uh inhabit and that my meditation room is usually the one that is like the one where i feel most comfortable because of the elements also if that is that was that um uh, an explanation you you had in mind something like that yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, I love how you incorporate all of the elements uh, into like your your daily life because I feel like sometimes it's really hard to to have all the different elements to come and help you. But the way that I see it is that the elements are literally like in our body. Like we cry to like let go of our emotions or it's like cathartic with like the tears and water and all that. And then you breathe the air. Um, and then our bodies of the earth and then fire the way that I've seen it is like the passion that like lights up inside of you that makes you want to like wake up in the morning and go and do it and so I feel like we were talking about earlier with depression and all of that that sometimes that fire gets dim like that light gets dimmed and it's like yeah. hidden under something and so that's why I really liked um, like your mission statement on your website that it was to help people become like their true self and to to go into like what they like the path that they want to, um, and so I thought that that was um, really interesting. Yeah, and I I I love that image as well because uh, the reason why I love the medicine wheel and the work that I do so much is that it's a holistic view. Like we learn to see everything and everything. So it it's not only here in my room. It is it is everywhere. It is in us. It's in it's outside. You know. So absolutely that's uh and and um 
the only addition I have to the to the four elements is a, a Eastern kind of point of view for the space that in the Ayurvedic tradition that or Chinese, I think in Chinese, there's also space as an element. And that is really an important ingredient and in everything around us is either space or made up uh, made out of those four elements, even on a molecular level, you know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, so could you talk more about the wheel that you're mentioning that that brought you to the elements and like the shield and stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, the medicine wheel is a really ancient uh, way, a holistic model where, uh, and, and I talked to my mentor about this on the weekend because I have been talking on podcasts about this and I haven't done my research so far because uh, she's much more knowledgeable about that than, than I. I'm more practical, you know, she's just kind of like a library. She knows everything. And so she said it would be important to look at the, historical background as well. I can sadly enough not give you that historical background, but um, at least on the Northern and Southern American continent, the, the medicine wheel is a, a tool and uh, a space alignment. There's, there's, like I said, it's holistic. You can use, if you, if you make a fire or if you make a ceremony in the Southern American um, shamanism that I was learning, if you do a fire ceremony, you lay out the medicine wheel in physical form, you align the different directions of the compass or the cardinal directions. And then you kind of like uh, align that space that you're creating, and then you make that fire ceremony. So the medicine will in a vision quest or in, in a soul search kind of like in when, when, when in, in this rite of passage or in this initiation, when people went out into the wilderness and had nature show their way in life or their the the uh, close the chapter of youth to being grown up there was also a medicine wheel and uh, what it is like i said it, it's it's the cardinal directions is the most easy to understand concept because we all know what a compass looks like and that there's these different directions but it's also um so much more because i always imagine it like layer uh, on top of layer without there being a better or a higher or lower. It's just like all stacked over each other where you have the medicine wheel, uh, the summer season, a summer, summer would be in the South because it's kind of like looking at the sun, the progression of the sun, where does the sun rise in the East? And then it goes into the South as highest in the South and goes to the West, gets dark and in the North, um, so there's these different layers. The, uh, the, uh, the life, life can be a part, like I would be in, in my part of my life, I'm in the west of the medicine wheel because I'm grown up. I have passed through my childhood trauma and bring my gifts into the world and kind of like am, am part of that society where I work for the greater good. And in the North is would be old age where you have all that wisdom and you share it like the Buffalo uh, gives everything to the people. Uh, so they are nourished and have everything that they need. So there's, we could talk about the medicine wheel for a long, long time. And I wouldn't repeat myself because it's, it's complex in a way and it's very simple in another. And that's why it's so, so appealing, you know? Yeah, and I love how 
um, it encompasses everything like you're saying with the seasons and the way of life and uh, the, the elements are also in that. Um, yeah of the cardinal and so when i was when you were talking about that i was also it kind of reminded me of um like the houses and astrology where it's also like a circle and we also like walk through each part of the different houses um so it's like really interesting like how everything kind of you're saying earlier everything's one everything's all together in in a wheel and so yeah is there anything that you wanted to to add to that before um, we get into your your workshops. So uh, I would say general general curiosity, you know, not not to make it too mind based. I think that's also something that my mentor said that when she realized she was she was learning maybe twenty years ago or thirty years ago when when new age the new age movement was coming up and um, where big corporations would invite the the Native Americans she had learned from and would do uh, retreats where the whole business would be kind of like look through the medicine wheel and it was very mind-based and uh, the mind is also just one part so it is if I would say keep an open mind in terms of it is probably it is more than we can express and it is very helpful but we always have to go around in in the shamanic journeys with, with, that we do uh going traveling into one direction is only one perspective and in order to see the whole picture we often have to go all the way around and look at our intention or our quest or whatever we want to work on from all these different directions because they will all teach us the same thing and through a different kind of glass or filters and so we we see through that Cool. So like, so how you were saying that you're like in the West part of your life. So that means that the lens that you have is looking at the other elements. I mean, the other um, directions. Is that how it is? Uh, can you can you phrase that question slightly differently? I don't think I understand that. Yeah. So the way that you view like your life is through the the lens of being in the West. Or is it like the opposite? Like you're in the West, so you can't see it that, so you're seeing it, through, you're seeing life through the other directions. Does that make sense? Hmm. So, um, I, and it, it is just, it just a, comp a comparison, you know, it's not like a static thing. There, there could be a time where I, I fall into uh, some childhood trauma or pain or old mm -hmm. model where I'm in the south again so it's not but most most of my energy because I did, did all that work that I did is led to me kind of progressing on the circle in the circle kind of like more more away from the south where uh, we are as children and more towards the north where we are as as uh, wise um elders in a sense so uh just saying that this is wh where it feels like i'm seeing things and you're right we we lose we lose perspective so sometimes it's important to connect with if i if i'm not able to be em empathic maybe sometimes with someone who's still in pain and, and who's who's suffering to not 
to not kind of negate that, but to connect with 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 that in myself. So I like I said, I wouldn't try to make it work to to any kind of thing we come up with with our minds. It's just in the short time that we have, um, it's just supposed to be a really uh, a rough overview. And then when people want to know more, we really have to deep dive into that and. I'm still learning, you know, I, th I think I will be learning until the day that I close my eyes and, uh, and go wherever we go when we leave our bodies. But um, it, is, it is just a very helpful tool in changing perspective and to creating healing and wholeness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it kind of is like what we we're saying before that like everything is one and so we can like we're in the center and we just encompass all of the, the directions, but we're more to one or the other at any time of our life. Yeah, and it, it okay. is it is tipping, you know, we can we always have to like it is like being being on a on a on a ball or something that is round when we stand on it it's always shifting we always have to find our balance at every given moment. So uh, that, that helps us just to, to be in balance and balance ourselves out. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I want to move into your um, workshop. So the first one is about money. So could you tell us a little bit about, about that workshop? Yeah, so and, uh, just to clarify, I was participating in that workshop. I didn't hold that, you know? Oh, but okay. I will, I will dive into that really quickly because it was a very influential uh, experience that I had. It's called Conscious Money. And uh, the workshop was about the, the uh, also our concepts, our pre-, pre prejudices and what we what we attach to money and I was coming from the point of view that money is evil in the sense that all people that have money are kind of destroying the planet or um, make decisions that that are consuming materials on the planet that others don't have so I was kind of like if that makes sense I was connecting money which is neutral with negative actions, but also, which helped me quite a lot is to see if someone gets money, a lot of money will just, in, will just intensify it. it. It's easier to see if somebody, if you, if I gave you uh, $1 billion, for example, what you would do with it would just show kind of your state you're operating from. So if you use it for something that would help other people would create some some kind of benefit for the planet or for society or anything then money is not good it's just helping you to do that and same with if i have a lot of money and i'm using it for self-fulfillment or just ego needs then that is also not negative uh, action of money it's just showing the the person what where where the person is coming from it's neither good nor bad it's just like an amplifier you know it shows us what people do with it and it's not neither good nor bad and so i i felt like yeah because before i didn't want to have money i don't want to be a bad person not that that something like that exists but my my prejudices were kind of directed towards that so i felt the the seminar was really helpful in and same as I talked about the church and God and, and spirituality, that was also a connection that I had made that, that I got 
let, uh, was able to let go of and the same was in the conscious money seminar I felt like yeah I uh, I can I can appreciate money much much more my relationship with money has improved <laughs> drastically since since the seminar you know yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah because I I think I also hold some of those same prejudices so it's really interesting to see it that that money is just neutral and that I like how you said that too because I feel like it's also like with emotions like how somebody handles their emotions is how they how how they are like as a like on the inside kind of thing like it, that's like the projection that comes out so it's interesting that that could be the same with money yeah and just just adding to that I felt like I think I might not have uh, um you might have seen it when you went to the homepage, but the reason why my connection with Hawaii is so strong because I, I got a vision in one of the shamanic journey seminars where I wanted to, where I saw a refuge, a sanctuary in Hawaii where people would come and would be able to heal and do the work that I'm doing. But the problem was that the, the whole personal, personal development and uh, retreat culture that exists not the whole but a lot of it is very very uh expensive and in in ways where most of the people couldn't afford that funny enough i i looked up a retreat i want to go to in hawaii in november and i the the price is okay but the lodging costs were five thousand dollars for five nights and i felt like who who can afford that you know like there are people who can afford that but many people probably can't and the idea with the refuge was to have it like offer for free so people can come and can can enjoy what they what they need to do and transform what they need to transform and go back to their origin and impact people positively but you need money for that and so how is it going to come to me if i have that negative uh, idea of money even though I want to do positive things with it I still need it in order to bring that vision into life so that that uh, is helpful if we have some some kind of vision where we want to um, bring some something good into the world it is because we are living in a capitalistic system probably in some way connected to money so our relationship with money is important in order to be the best version of ourselves and to bring that positivity into the into the world so i think that is uh worth looking into if there are some prejudices about money yeah and so like you said that your relationship with money has improved is that like the way that you view it or also like having it 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 is it, i i i am i'm sure most people can relate to that that it is a love hate relationship when we have money we love money but if we don't have money we hate it and so uh, that was pretty much the the my mode of operation for a long time even though i i received money in uh in different phases of my life where i was really grateful and th that it arrived I still hated when I was poor in a sense or was really struggling to make ends meet. And so what happened since then, since the seminar is that uh, money became, became one of my teachers, even though money was my teacher before. I, I, I really actively appreciated, okay, you are 
you are part of my spiritual council and money is actually in that council now and it wasn't before so uh, there's a chest of money in close to the middle of the of the of the wheel if you if you will and so uh, what changed for me is when money is um not there i'm i'm missing the right word if if there is a lack of the lack of money yeah yeah, if there's a lack of money right now in my situation, that is not because I don't deserve money or uh, it, it left me or forsake or I'm forsaken in a sense or kind of like deprived, but it is because it is about learning lessons. And so the funny, the funny uh, thing that happened is I canceled the trip to Norway I wanted to make this week and um, because of lack of money, not because of lack, but I, I decided I wanna be more accountable with my money and I wanna be kind of like, I have to prioritize. And so what I did is I canceled this trip. And what happened then is that from two, two points, from two different points, people came to me and said, we wanna give you money. And so there's kind of like this cash flow coming in. And I just made this decision to not spend any money and then there is a, a massive amount that is coming in. I had the goal of, through the Conscious uh, Money Seminar, I have the goal to, to attract 80,800 euros, which is 808 is the, the uh, area code of Hawaii. Oh, so um, I uh, intend to attract that and half of it is already here now and I didn't do anything for that, you know? And so I feel like that is, if it's gone, it teaches us something and if it's here, it's also here to teach us something. That, that is something, I, how I see it and why it is able to show up because I'm able to say, I appreciate you, I love you. And I know if, if you're gone right now, you're still, you're still kind of like in, in touch with me and you just want to help me learn something that is important for me to learn. Wow, that is such a great mindset to, to think about money because yeah, you're right with the whole like hatred and like love and all of that kind of stuff. But but yeah, that money really is a teacher and that will we will have like our our needs provided for and everything will work out as long as we like work with that and like have like that lesson and everything. So yeah. It's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. So the next one, so I don't, so for the life seminar, um, was that one that you attended as well? No, that's my program. Oh, that yeah. one's yours. Okay, so I have them mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, so could you tell us about that one? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's good that we spoke a little bit about the medicine wheel because it's, it is at the, at the center of, of the program. So the program is 16 weeks and um, we, we are going through the medicine wheel four times. And uh, so we'll start in the East. Like I said, everything usually starts in the East and in, 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 in the way I was taught. And we'll go around the medicine wheel in the East, east one time. And then we progress to the South and go through the medicine wheel there also one time. So it's 16 weeks. And what we'll do is the most important teachings that I found in the last 10 years doing this work will be provided to the people. So I ask myself, if I, if I have these 16 weeks and people will never work with me again, what would they absolutely need to know in order to be able to 
um, one transform their lives and also become I, I, I'm kind of hesitant to, hesitant to say master, but I want to say master in a sense to master circumstances and be finding acceptance and peace pretty much. So um, I selected the most important journeys, the totem animal journey, for example, is is one of the really most important things that we need because that's that's our potential. And if we have our potential at our side and we know what it is, we can we can operate and navigate ourselves much, much differently than we usually are if we don't know what it is. And uh, the second part is diving into vision and what it is, what is our visions? Even my best friend who is uh, part of the shamanic journey circle is lacking a vision right now for, for the midterm and long-term. And so he's kind of like, like a, uh, a boat without a rudder, not that he is, but in, in some aspects, he just doesn't know where is it I really want to go. And so the decisions that we make are, are not in line. We don't have a North Star or we don't have a lighthouse where we kind of know, even though we are making turns and kind of like are getting off the track a little bit, we still have that fixed point. So the second part is the vision. And the third part is then to fuel that. I forgot to say life is the acronym for learn, integrate, fuel and evolve. So in the third part, we will fuel that vision. We, we will need some fuel in order to get there, right? Because if we have a destination, then we need to make it there somehow. And so we'll do some journeys and some work around fueling ourselves for that. And then in the last part, we kind of deep, uh, deep dive a little bit into the evolution and letting go of past drama is one, which is really, really interesting. And on the border to fuel because if we have trauma we lose energy in that trauma and we can kind of like in the shamanic perspective we can travel into that trauma traumatic uh, experience get our part our soul part from there take it with us integrate it in our bodies and then we we don't we don't have that part that is a way that is constantly drawing energy but not giving us energy back so in the last in the last part we will evolve into what we want want to become and what we have become what we have uh what we are destined to become in a way and then uh 16 weeks are over pretty fast and people uh have a completely different perspective on their life and how to navigate it wow that sounds so cool because you're right, I feel like a lot of people, like we have, like we don't know like where exactly where we're going. And so having like that deep dive to, to work through all of this um, with a mentor is, is very beneficial, I would think. That's awesome. Yeah, and just from my, from my personal point of view, if I would not have the, the vision that I have, and I never chose to have that vision, it just appeared, right? That's part of the vision in some, in some ways. Um, <clears throat> If I have had not connected on 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 every level with that vision, I I wouldn't know what to do. You know, I I wouldn't know what to do. I would just like go from one job to the other and move from one place to the other. But I didn't didn't know what it is that that I I really want to create. So yeah, it is it is crucial for us to 
to have a sense of belonging and to to work for something because we have to do something <laughs> the day has 24 hours and we have to do spend it somehow and uh, i'd rather do that in 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 pursuit of my dreams and my my vision than not yeah that's interesting that you um, use the word dreams and vision at the same time because I have been thinking about this recently with like why do we call it like to like to to chase our dreams because like a dream is different than like when you sleep but the way that you put it with vision it's something that we see in our minds that we want to go towards so that's um, a really good way of, of thinking about it. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, so like now doing like a full circle talking about Hawaii, um, if you could go into like the deeper meaning of aloha. Yeah, so um, I, I would say I'm, I'm probably, uh, if you want to get the right source, there is the, there is the, uh, the huna.org is where I got the, where I got the um, extract from and where I linked it on my homepage. So I feel I can give you my perspective, but it's definitely yeah. not the the one that most people who are taught and who grew up in Hawaii. So it's always like <clears throat> cultural appropriation in the in the in the in the two disciplines that I work with, with Native American and Hawaiian, is something that I'm really aware of. You know, so I'm I'm always kind of like just trying to say this is what I was taught, and this is what I give give on to people because it has helped me and as long as it helps people it is important but I never want to presume uh, authority that I, I don't have if that makes any sense it's something that is really important to me to appreciate the people that the knowledge came from and to appreciate the 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 uh the whole society around it, you know, because it's oftentimes if we talk about Hawaiian, we talk about the um, different Native American groups and subgroups. Uh, it has been a really difficult history for them and oppression and land grabbing and there there has been really a lot of pain. So uh, to be to be really honest with that, I just want to say aloha is to me. Um, it is love. It is it is something where we see in the other the divine the divine that we are ourselves and it is that love that we connect with and it is uh, also for me it's a lifestyle it not not a lifestyle that sounds a little bit weird but it is a way of life where um aloha is is something like kindness you know, there, there's also a Hawaiian word, pono, which is kind of right or the right way or, or, or that is the Hawaiian language is so, so intricate because it means so many things and I haven't, haven't learned it, but pono is also a part of, for me, the aspects of aloha, of, of the love for the land, the love for people and to being kind of like always do good, bring, bring, bring something into the world that makes it a little bit better and makes everyone happy and so uh, i feel that is all represented uh, in in aloha for me and you could also dissect lo and ha into different words and meanings which is done in in the website and ha is what i know is the breath 
And uh, so it is the breath of life. It is, you know, source, source in terms of the spirit. And there is so many, I really uh, go through huna.org and read through it. It's, uh, it's really beautiful, beautifully put. And I could never do, do it like uh, Sergi Kahili King wrote it in that, in that article or in that statement. Wow, that's so that's so beautiful. I had no idea that there was so many meanings of aloha, and I'll I'll link that um, that was it an article or what was it a website? It is lahuna.org is is a, is a nonprofit organization, and they had I think it's it's kind of like an article where he where he uses aloha and then writes about it and what it means and where it came from and um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'll definitely link that um, in the show notes so that everyone can can read it. But wow, thank you so much for for sharing everything. I've learned so much in this hour. So thank you. Um, is there anything that any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share? If anybody or anyone would love to do a webinar or a work with me, I would love to do that. I just really appreciate people who are interested in that because like I said, I, I could talk about this all day. It's why, why I started Light Trails Coaching and I'm creating uh, the webinar right now. I haven't done it all the way through, but it will be a little bit like, we will go a little bit more into detail what we talked about today, the medicine wheel and shamanic journeys. We haven't really talked about that uh, what it is and totem animals and all that so if people are interested just visit my website and follow the link there the the it, since it's not created um we can't edit into the show notes you know but other than that feel free to reach out if there's anything that people need from me or if they need assistance or maybe just a book recommendation i'm always happy to help and to help people on their way even if if uh, they are on a different path that's it's where, where Ramdas, I don't know if you know him, but one of his favorite quotes is we all, or we just bring each other home. You know, it's just like we, we're all part of a family and uh, helping each other out. is just so beautiful. So I love, I love that as well. Yeah. And then when your webinar is done, um, let me know. And then I can also put it in the show notes so that you can see so yeah. if someone's listening to this, like in the future Absolutely. when it's done, we'll, it'll we'll be there. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, add it. <laughs> absolutely. All right, awesome. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you for everything. It was really beautiful and uh, spontaneous. So thank you for, for the time. Yeah, definitely. And that's it. So if you are looking for some more information about Martin, it'll be in the show notes as well as information about me where you can find my books that I've written. They're all there um, in the show notes. You can also find it on Amazon. Um, for Instagram, you can find me at it's Laura Lynn, or you can also go to Granite Spirits um, on Instagram and TikTok. And if you learned something today, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. On Spotify, you can also ask me a question, or you can also DM me or email me at granitespirits at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.